I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's cute. This music. Who's winning, Brian? Zero, zero. I mean, Washington's driving, but they're going to stall here at the fucking end zone. Third and goal. Is live in five, four, three. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. We're live on C2CRadioShow.com, Spreaker.com, Apple podcast on amazon spotify pandora everywhere everywhere you can possibly find a download you can find corner to corner and hey the chat room is on as well so catch up with us at c2cradioshow.com join the fun talk to us we want to hear your thoughts we are ready to believe you sort of because it's it's wrestling after all so all of but no no bobbleheadery in this yeah, if you're gonna do the bobblehead thing, oh well, I tell you what, I'll make you a deal. All of our wrestling no fans, I'll make you a deal. You, there we go. No melteritis. We will thank you to stay out of that. But if you come at us with your bobbleheadedness, we have every right to respond in kind. I just wanted to put that well, out. Well, we won't give you your name. No names. Ooh. No names. You get no name. Yeah, <laughs> you're just gonna be bobblehead one and two. <laughs> Bobblehead Uno says, <laughs> dude, we're totally doing that. I'm all in for that. Uh, so we'll start off. Hey, we got a lot to talk about. The triple threat is complete. Rob Hefner is joining me. And obviously eating candy. Hey, me. Ah, must have been it is him. Nope, not me. <laughs> oh, not you. Crinkle, I'm crinkle, clear. crinkle. I'm clear. <laughs> How are I'm you, Rob? Clear. You're not here. Me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And Brian, See, I heard it. He's no, uh, I heard it that time. He's got like a Hershey Kiss or something. Sound like that a little. That was not me, dude. That that that's a good try, Brian. I appreciate the. This technique. is the sound of Legos. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound. Oh, that's yeah. That's right. You have to, <laughs> to lag back. Legos. Yeah, Brian Taylor, how are you, Brian? I'm alright, but yeah. how can I eat candy if I'm talking? I don't know. How can you yeah. eat candy if you're talking? You, yeah. I'm not that a magician. Your real name, Brian Taylor. I'm not a magician. He's a man. He's not a fish. Wait, that's not what we're supposed to be talking about. Okay. And I'm Stan Grubb. <laughs> right here on Corner to Corner. Man, that we got dumb. a lot of cool news coming out this week. We got a, a topic that, you know, you don't have to like everything I say, okay? Not everything's going to be a home run. Sometimes you got a bunt, okay? Sometimes it's a sack fly. Oh, you like sacks, don't you? Uh, no. No one's stuck. What'd you bring it up for, then? 
I don't know. You're the one that said sacks. No, you said sacks first. No, I said sack fly. Now you said sacks. Yeah, that's See. what I'm talking about. Mine was See. an abbreviation. What was yours? I'm just asking. Not that there's anything wrong. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Okay. HR, HR just tweeted me, so I, I, I wanted to clarify. Wow, they're quick on the draw tonight. Well, it helps with, you know, when you know the <coughs> HR department. Well, you are the HR department. I know. That's what I'm talking about. You know, you know I'm intimate. All these don't years you? of mystery, and now it's ruined. <laughs> the curtain <laughs> has been pulled back. Damn you. Who is the HR department? Ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if, if they still fall for uh, uh, Wendy Stevens, I'm sure HR will be still a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> There's two listeners right now that are going, God damn it, they got us again! <laughs> no, only one, because one knows. Yeah, right, one right, knows. one. I'm sorry, just one, just one. <laughs> and we're going to get fired in five, four. <laughs> and you get fired from a job you don't have? Well, it's true, we've been fired so much, I don't even know if we're really employed there anymore. Oh, we're always employed. We'll just take our show on the road. Yeah, they love us in Poughkeepsie. That's right. I, I hear crab wrestling is nice this time of year. They like us in Ping Pong Kai, China. HR. If they pay our transportation, I mean, I might do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, comments of one Rob Hefner. Well, hey, if they fly us, maybe they'll fly us out to Japan. How about us doing commentary for New Japan? That'd be awesome. Mm. Mm. Don't play. You know you'd love it. Uh. Hold out one hand. <laughs> <laughs> I know how I'm this not, ends. <laughs> I'm, not this. A big, I'm, not a, I'm not a big plane guy. Wow. I'm, You're going to go far, kid. <laughs> oh, I think I'd really have to get uh, uh, what's it? What's this stuff to knock you out on a plane? Oh, uh, Dramamine. Yeah, you oh, can yeah. take the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah it no. stuck like everybody. Else. No, no, yeah, no, no. I'm not, not get on a cruise ship either. Oh, I hear you get sucked down a toilet. Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> Brian, you okay? Yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom. No, come back. Brian gets off the boat, and we're and there. He's like, "All right, guys, I'm here." And we're like, "Dude, the event was three months ago. <laughs> We've been in quarantine this entire time." <laughs> now go in quarantine. We'll see you when we get back home. Well, guys, why don't we start with the news that broke today? Our good friend Shane Richardson, admin of the Corner to Corner fan group. Let us know about some exciting news for the East Coast, for the DMV specifically, as All Elite Wrestling is coming back to the Washington, D.C. area. It's going to go to the Sports and Entertainment Arena. Is that what it's called, Brian? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No. Or is it entertainment? Yeah, something like that. The Sportatorium and Tire Center. (laughs) Might as well just call it the old Armory, because I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um But it's a 4,500-seat arena. Brian, you mentioned it looks an awful lot like JPJ, but 
Hey, it looks like corner to corner is hitting the road. Hopefully. I'm Hope. just waiting for confirmation from if we... YouTube. Well, I'm I'm in. Well, that's one. So once Rob tells me, then we're good to go. I thought Rob said he wasn't. No, for he's. I think he's got to let me know on. Uh, oh, for Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. So tickets are going on sale Friday for those that are in the know. Uh, I do not know the website, although I'm sure it's going to be like AEW Ticks or whatever they call it. Yeah, that's why what I'm going to use. That you, yeah. If you want tickets, why are you telling people about the link? Well, because we want to see our fans. We want to meet meet our people. I know most of the fan group is actually over in California and uh, Arizona. So it'd be nice to see some of our East Coast peoples. Yeah. But I'm not going there to see the dirty fans. I'm going there to watch pro wrestling. <clears throat> the thoughts and opinions of on Brian Taylor do not indicate or reflect that of corner to corner. Thank you very much. <clears throat> you don't have to do what Brian thinks we do care. <laughs> they know I don't. <laughs> You're hateful, man. <laughs> I've made it obvious from day one. I don't care. <laughs> so it's it's I two nights. So. Oh, go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say if they came up to me and asked for a picture, I'd have to deny it. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. That's not how this works. Wow, Brian. You don't have to be that guy. You don't have to do that. I Anyway, tell them about this. It's a two-night event. There's combo event offers that are going to be offered, but Dynamite on Wednesday the 19th and Rampage on the 21st. So it looks like Rampage is going to be live that Friday. That's good news. And with a night off in between, what do you suppose that AEW is going to do in the DMV? I don't know, but I should take off Thursday. And Rob should take off Thursday. And you should take off Thursday. And then we just go invade D.C. trying to track down the Young Bucks. What do you think? Invade the Young Bucks. I don't know if I want to invade. No, I didn't say invade the Young Bucks. <laughs> I said track them down. Rob, you heard him. He said invade. Yes, the I said invade. He did. See, <laughs> see even my weird. wife heard it. That's just weird. Would you like for me to put her online and then you can tell her? I I, I heard her clear as crystal. So I don't know what you're trying to say. Look, man. I mean, I know that you really. No, he, really he's like trying the Bucks. to put. He's trying to use my jokes against me, and it's failing miserably. It's not failing. Like his hairline, it's failing miserably. Oh my! That's that that much like that joke. That that hairline's been gone a long time ago, buddy. So I don't know if there's any more. Oh man, I don't know. That wouldn't be too bad. I mean, that uh, is there a full day's worth of stuff to do in DC? It's not like they have museums or anything. Yeah, I mean, let's let's. Let's take off Thursday, and we can all drive to D.C. and try and track these people down. <laughs> well, let's see. Where do they sell? Where do they sell Nikes in the DMV? Because that's oh. where you're going to find the Bucks. You know they're going to go shopping. Yeah. You know they're going to go street shoot. corner. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, well no, like yeah, but <laughs> yeah, no, they're looking for reels. So I'm sure there's one or two shoe shops up there. 
But they would probably show up on Wednesday or flying on Tuesday or something. Be a great opportunity to see Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. Britt Baker. Um, there you go. I mean, Adam Page, of course. We can try and track down CM Punk. I've heard he doesn't really like being uh, um, met yeah, by fans just, out in public. Just go buy a comic shop. We can, you know, be looking at him over top of the newest issue <laughs> of Spider-Man or something. <laughs> Hey, look, hey, look, it's CM Punk. No, that's not CM Punk. Yes, it is. It's CM Punk. <laughs> and then Rob can yell, hey, Phil. And if he turns, <laughs> we know it's him. Hey, snap picture real quick. Click. <laughs> this is the before, and this is the after. Stan, why do you have a black eye? I said it was the after, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, can I get a picture, CM Punk? And he turns and punches you in the eye, and we get a the fist in your eyeball connected <laughs> oh no <laughs> the day i met the day i met phil <laughs> <laughs> my hero kicked my ass <laughs> I, th- I think that's an interesting idea i don't i don't know if i'll be able to pull off that many dates but we'll have to see might have to yeah, pull just, something together to see if you can get thursday and we'll run the we'll run. We'll run back up to D.C. and try and harass as many as we can on the street. <laughs> hey, can I get a picture? <laughs> you there. You look like a wrestler. Oh, it's just Orange Cassidy. Hey, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> they'll be at some restaurant. We'll show up. Then they'll go to a museum. We'll show up. We'll just kind of wait until they like, hey, come here. We know you've been following us. Dirty stalkers. Are you kidding? They'd probably call security. Nowadays, you can't be too careful. After that, that dumbass jumped Seth Rollins. Mm. Yeah, that is true. Okay. Go back to work on Thursday, then. <laughs> I'm just saying. Unless you want to get decked by somebody. <clears throat> I don't know, though. I mean, that was a perfect spear, in my, in my personal opinion. It's interesting that guys like Chavo are saying, I remember days when wrestlers were tough. When he was uh, looking at that happening, um, I don't know that uh, if you don't expect somebody to just come running from a fifty-yard dash and hitting a spear on you, that you're going to be like, "Oh yeah, let me just really shoot, super kick this guy in the throat before he catches me." It's not, it's not going to happen that way. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, he should. I think he should have seen it coming. Because it's not like he took off before he turned. I think as he turned, he took off. Well, I mean, the guy had a mad dash. He had a running start, that's for sure. I mean, there's, there's I mean, no disputing that. When he levels into Seth Rollins, I mean, he, he hits a full sprint. Well, I mean, as Seth knew how to properly use the V-trigger instead oh, of whatever Oh, my God. It. So just imagine if he had legitimately hit the V-trigger and killed that fool right on the spot. <laughs> I mean, That's what he gets. it's it's bad enough that this guy was dumb enough to jump the rail, which, hey, I'll, I'll say this. Had he did that to him, it serves him right. You jump the rail, you're taking your life in your hands, period. Yeah, I mean, it would have been perfectly legit, too, you know. Hooked him in a DDT, picked him up, shoot, punched him, you know, something. Oh, my God, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> Just see him curb stop him legit. <laughs> oh, my God. 
There's so much blood. <laughs> I mean, it's unfortunately this guy is uh, uh, mentally ill, and he had been duped into apparently a full-on like feud, or as he called it, a beef with Seth Rollins by someone who claimed to be Seth Rollins on Instagram, and had been going back and forth with him with him for months. Listen, if you. I don't. I. I. I'd like to see these tweets because something tells me the tweets might have been in his head <laughs> because him and Goldberg were supposed to team up or something. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Right. And, and Goldberg yeah, like failed, got failed to whole, tell them he was going to be there. Yeah. Storyline going on. Okay. So my thing about the. Never. What? Say it. We're listening. And my whole thing about the time in China got HR calling, but you're sitting here like <laughs> what? Nothing. That's not how HR works. <laughs> I mean, I I feel for the guy because he's he clearly needs help. I, I mean, I'm, that's that's just an honest observation. But had that taken place by, let's put it this way: had it taken place in '98 with a guy like you know Dean Malenko or Randy Savage. That guy doesn't go to jail. He goes to the hospital. Well, I think it was also fortunate for this guy that it happened in the entranceway. Because if it had happened at the ring, both people would have started jumping in on him. And that's the way it used to be. Like, you, you know, you come in at it, and then you're get, you're trying to attack these people, but the, the people are like, oh, yeah, and the wrestlers start turning on you. Whooping it. I mean, you got security by that point. You got referees. You've got, you know, at at the ring, you've got at least four different people that are trained wrestlers, trained performers, not to mention security and police that are there, and the referee who's probably trained as well. So, I mean, you're really taking your life in your hands. He, I, you have a good point, Rob. He kind of gets away with murder basically by rushing the entrance because he gets tackled before anything major can happen to him. Well, and I think that, like you said, I mean, this was supposed to happen a few years ago, you know, and plus, you know, people have been saying this about Seth Rollins or whatever, but Seth Rollins also knows, I thought it was pretty smart, he's on camera in how many different angles, mm-hmm. you know, and like, he could have gone in for the cheap shot. You know, he could have gone in and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna lay a couple in on this guy because he just, he just, he just pissed me off." Right. And Seth gets away from him and then walks away. You know, like so that it's not now. It's not. Oh, look, Seth Rollins beat up this guy. You know. So I bet you the WWE. I bet wrestling companies will start putting more money into their guardrails. Because he came through an opening in the guardrail. I mean, a million-dollar question is how the hell was this opening even there? But this is the same arena that that Bret Hart was attacked at during the Hall of Fame ceremony. How do they not protect that area? Because probably somebody is like, oh, it won't happen again. It won't happen again. But I guarantee you, you'll never see another Hall of Fame ceremony with a ring that's in the fans that close. Mm-hmm. You know? Won't ever happen again. In my opinion. 
which we all know is worth nothing. So. Uh, that's completely false. Your opinion is worth quite a bit, sir. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's just the, the totality of everything. Like, the guy is very lucky. Like, if it had to happen and the guy did it, at least he did it where he did it, and he didn't do it, like, ten minutes later when he's in the ring with Randy Orton, you know? Like, because mm-hmm. Randy Orton is that old school. He just whooped his ass. Well, that's, that's just it. Like, there's certain guys and. In- and credit to Seth Rollins for what he said on TMZ, basically acknowledging, hey, we're in an age where everybody is suing everybody. You know, there's always another angle that's happening, so you've got to be careful. And he, he's right about that. But at the same time, the, the crazier part is, you know, had this guy have, you know, had he really beat the crap out of the guy, um, you know, it really doesn't speak well for really for, for anyone in that situation. And, and that's what – I think he was considering it at the same time. I mean, he did take the guy down. He puts him in that uh, front face lock and holds him in place until security separates them. So I, I suppose he could have, but, you know, I, I think it's smarter, obviously, to not <clears throat> take advantage of that situation. Yeah, exactly what I just said. Yeah, exactly what you just said. Too many cameras, too many cameras. Well, I mean, the guy the guy goes online the next day and says he did it for The Rock. He did it for Rikishi. He did it for The Bloodline. I mean, clearly this guy's playing with uh, a full deck, of course. Yeah, but do you know that at the time? At the time, no. And And how would they have? Like, this guy rushes in so quickly, nobody sees it coming. No, there's no way to plan for that. He's honestly lucky that that there wasn't somebody else that gets overzealous. Not just Seth Rollins, but he's really lucky that you know security guy doesn't get pissed off, or a cop that was maybe at the ring area doesn't get pissed off, because you have no idea. You cannot predict that many people's behavior. Well, and you also can't underscore the fact that you know at the time they didn't know what was going on, and whoever they were would react in the way that they need to do because it's their job on the line. Because you think about it, if there's security and Vince is paying you money to protect his guys and you don't do it, uh, whoops, yeah, you know? Your, that's your job <laughs> right there. That's a contract potentially with that company in out of New York. And I don't know about yeah. any a lot of security companies out there, but it's not exactly an easy contract to secure for that big of a company. So, I mean, people say what they want, but you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day to protect Mm -hmm. the asset. So let's take a look at some other news here before we get into. I have a topic question to ask you guys, but before we do, I wanted to just run. Sorry, I don't take topic questions this time of the month. (laughs) This time of month? Having some trouble, sir. Uh, it's, It's the holiday season, sir. Indeed it is, and actually I'm glad you mentioned it that way because what I wanted to bring up was something that I recently saw through AEW's YouTube, and this was something where they have been partnering with multiple uh, mental health foundations and groups starting the Tag Me In movement, 
basically put, just <clears throat> encouraging people to reach out when they need help. And at this time of year, um, it could be tough on a lot of people for multiple reasons. And I just thought that I would bring it up as far as what I saw it was just a combination of, of all, really all of the men and women on the roster, including Tony Khan, just speaking about the uh, importance of maintaining one's mental health and at the same time seeking help if you can. And I just thought it was a, an awesome show of support from a company right now that has their finger on the pulse. Okay, you're – wait, I'm confused. Was this a question or a statement? Did you do it again? <laughs> Thank you, Rob. The fact that you guys consistently do that is so sad. You either have an opinion or you don't. You don't have to, I guess. But You didn't ask a question. Yeah, but you said There's topic no question. question. To it's, no, that's not the topic question. It's just another thing that I noticed. Oh. Okay, well, then you, you confused told me, us. Rob said that he didn't want to do questions. He says, I don't do topics. I'm trying to keep up. I can't keep up with everybody's demands. One wants green M&Ms. The other one wants red skills. Huh? Since when do you listen to me? Come on, man. Since when? Exactly. (laughs) Three times, Brian. Three times. (laughs) Hey, it it took me three times to figure out what you were doing. Yes, it worked. It only works but so many times. Like, usually I get a congratulations for the first time in 20 years. Yeah, got me. Give you something to talk about for the next 20 years. <laughs> Sometimes better lucky than good. You know, it's okay. Remember that time? Yeah. Oh, oh Rob. Oh, it's gonna be All, right. All right. So Rob's still waiting on your question. What's your question? So how important is it for companies like AEW, WWE, hell, NFL, NBA, NHL, to reach out and to show a an, an awareness and a support of mental health. What do you guys think of that? We'll start with Rob. I mean, I think it's always good, especially nowadays that you know you're trying to you're trying to reduce the stigma stigmatism when it comes to it because there's so even today when you have society there's still that stigmatism when it comes to mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people are afraid to talk about it, to do anything about it. Because of what's it going to do to my friends? What are my friends going to think? What are this or that? So for them to take a stance as, you know, one of the premier wrestling groups in the country at the time, I mean, it's just like the NFL, the, you know, MLB and all those, like they're doing the same thing. It's just, I mean, when you show the people on TV that, you know, the, a lot of people look up to, you know, saying it's okay to get help. It's okay to, you know, and, and that's the one thing a lot of people just need to realize is it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so many people are afraid of the stigmatism or the, the, oh my God, what could this do to my job? What could this do to, you know, my friends? Because... Some, you know, they don't want to be looked at because for years, especially guys, you know, and girls, guys were told they had to be macho. You know, you can't show any weakness, you know, the whole John Wayne philosophy, you know, bleeding is for wussies, you know, like we hold our blood in. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you do but, your bleeding when no one can see you. 
you know, and 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 girls that were raised to, you know, hold it together. That's not the define define, you know, definition of excellent, you know, mm-hmm. and all that. So uh, elegance. Uh, but hey, kudos to any company that takes this chance time to stand up. Now, I will say this. Kudos to companies that mean it. You know, kudos to companies that stand up and, and stand behind their words, not the ones who are just doing whatever the societal trigger words are to make people go, oh, look at them. You know what I mean? Okay. Elaborate on that. What, where does that come from? Is this because you feel that some of these companies aren't really being sincere? Well, I think sometimes in society it's popular to jump on whatever trigger words and things are out there, you know? Sure. And – for the time being, for the moment, everybody's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And it's just I look for companies like, all right, when the dust settles and the attention's gone away, are you still doing what you say you're going to do? No, it's, it, it's a huge point that you're making there because it's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to be about it, and that's that's a very true statement. Brian, your and that's thoughts. all I have to say about that. <laughs> Thank you, Forrest. Appreciate that. Brian, your thoughts on uh, the the going the going commentary from AEW and other companies now focusing towards uh, supporting folks with their mental health? Well, I mean, companies should do uh, right by the people instead of, you know, causing strife. They should... Uh, make people aware of issues and do good by them. That makes sense. It definitely does. It definitely does. I think it's important to be able to to say it, but also to do it. And I think that there's companies out there right now that talk a great game, and we have yet to see them really support that, versus the companies like, honestly, what AEW has done and shown a public support, but also privately helping with Guys like Mox getting himself in, in uh, recovery and, and hopefully getting healthy and good for him for doing so. But the amount of sh- support shown and the, the ways that they have taken steps to be supportive of their talent overall, for example, like Paternity Leap, I think is huge. And I think it's a good sign of the times for, for companies that are showing a lot more respect to their performers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, guys, I, I do have uh, a topic of question here for you. And I held on to it today because I wanted to make sure that I got an unprepared response. Because I thought I would like to hear you guys kind of think on it. So, we, talk, we, we talked about it last week where we said we're going to be getting to our end of the year awards. We're talking about all kinds of different categories. And I thought about it today and I was like, you know. There's some things that, that we have individually that might be our favorites that people may not agree with. So I thought one of those questions was, hey, what are what are some of your guys' favorite face turns and heel turns? Not ones that necessarily did great or didn't do great, but what were some of your favorites? And then what were some of your least favorites? So, Rob, can you tell me one of your favorite like face turns, like a guy that just that did it for you? Oh, face turns. Uh, 
Man, that's hard. <laughs> All right, Brian, let's see if you've got one. Off the top of your dome, is there a face turn that stands out to you like, damn, that was, that was really cool? Oh, you have to come back to me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I well, thought... let's say this. Um, yeah. Nikita Koloff after Magnum TA got hurt, and he helped mm-hmm. Dusty. Okay. That aged me a little bit, but there you go. I I think I think any time you can reach back into the vault, that's a good thing too. I think one of the coolest face turns that I can remember was seeing Cactus Jack go from, you know, maniacal bad guy to lovable crazy man in the span of maybe a few weeks, especially as he led into his feud with with Vader in his WCW days. Okay. Very nice, very nice. Brian, what do you think? Any anyone that stands out for you? I know you're more of a of a bad guy kind of guy, a villain. But you just asked me, and I told you, I don't even get a second to think here. I'm you looking got, it up on Wikipedia. You got like thirty seconds. I mean, Rob and I both talk for at least thirty seconds apiece. I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> well, while you're looking it up. Rob, tell me another one that you can remember. A good guy turn that that you didn't see coming. Let's try it from this perspective. A good guy turn? Uh, are we talking about a good guy turn again? Uh, let's flip the script a little bit. Let's go with heel turn first. Let's, it, a heel turn that Barry you didn't Wyndham, see. Barry Wyndham punching Dusty Rhodes in the mouth at Great American Bash or Stargate. Mm. Now... I'm going to ask the obvious question because I want your rationale. Why did it shock you? Well, because of the time, you know, Barry Windham and him were like, they had played up the whole bestie angle, you know. And that's back before you could, you know, had the spoilers and all that crap. And you watched wrestling and then you uh, enjoyed it. And then it's just, it just, as a kid, you didn't get to see anything too much. And it's all of a sudden it's there like, oh, my God, who would turn on Dusty Rhodes? And I left the obvious one for you all. Well, what's the obvious one? Yeah, now I'm stunned. What's the obvious one? If you're talking, if you're talking about Hulk Hogan, I guess. I mean, that's definitely an obvious one. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hulk Hogan. Okay. Okay. Bash of the beach. Well, I mean, but sometimes, sometimes ones that are considered our favorites are different from that of like the. Yeah, everybody. When you think of major heel turns, they think of Hogan. Some people would say different ones. Like, if you're more of a modern fan, some people might say, well, when Seth Rollins turned on the Shield. If you're not a modern fan, then you point out um, Barry Windham's turn on one. Dusty Rhodes. Oh, so now you got to think about old school. It could be either one. It could be either one, in my opinion. I, I was just – the more I thought about it as we were going through – because last week we talked a little bit about the different categories, and the more I thought about it, I was like, hey, you know, what about – favorite heel turns and face turns. But you're a modern type guy, is what you're saying. Ah, no. I don't know. I don't know where he's I'm saying he's that. modern and sophisticated. 
the system occasion. That's where I'm, I hear some angst against old school stuff. Angst? You hear angst? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, there are some stuff that, that I only remember in passing because I only saw it probably because you guys told me about it. Because a lot of the old school, like, WCW and NWA heel turn stuff, I saw after mm. the fact. So the impact of it was kind of lost on me versus you guys seeing it like when it first aired kind of thing. Or let's talk about the one Stan's afraid to talk about because he knows we're ridiculing, but the barber shop. John Michaels. I don't know if I would call Marty that. Genetti's mouth. I don't know if I'd call that the a favorite healer face turn for me. It's one I didn't see coming. I didn't Stand. think that Shawn Michaels and, and Marty Jannetty were going to break up. You know you cried. I didn't cry, yeah, but, but I was definitely surprised when they broke him up. You can't tell me that that doesn't rank up there. For one of my for favorites, you. like one of my top ones? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, without that feud, does he go on to be what he became? No, no. Without, without the Rockers breaking up that way, Shawn Michaels doesn't get that that start i'm i'm in that camp for sure and it could have easily been marty Janetti doing what Shawn michaels did and i don't know that marty Janetti carries it to the extent that Shawn michaels does god that would have been that would have been quite foolish <laughs> see marty Janetti is the sexy boy yes. <laughs> <laughs> but hey if, and maybe if marty Janetti had to become sexy boy Michaels would be able to keep his eyes focused in one direction. Sexy like. <laughs> Sexy like. Instead of looking at me and Rob at the same time in two different houses. He just got to see things coming and going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Marty Janetti had he done the sexy boy gimmick, it would have been more like sexy country boy. And it would have lasted about six months, because much like Sam Houston, they'd have ridden that one out. <laughs> well, he's I, also his own yin to his own yang. So. Yeah, he was his own worst enemy for a lot of that. I mean, he's the guy that said, yeah, Vince, we're going to WCW. Me and Sean, we go together. Sean's like, uh, hey, about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I ain't going. Yeah, but I'm, Sam, had, Sam did okay in the NWA. I felt like he honestly, because he was pretty popular in WWF at that point, in my opinion. Like, he got a decent reaction from the crowd. They got into him, and they dug what he did. I felt like he didn't get a fair shake in WWF at the time. But nobody did. He came from NWA. Well, plus, he was also related to Grizzly Smith, who apparently did not get along with Vince Jr. Yeah. As we would learn in the uh, Jake Roberts Dark Side of the Ring episode. Oh, let's see no, here. No, no, no. Brian, do you have one yet? Mm -mm, I'm still, okay, I'm still researching Wikipedia. So a face turn that I didn't expect or didn't see coming. Um, huh. Honestly, I remember being really surprised that the Macho Man went good. He was so good as a bad guy, as Intercontinental Champion, feuding with George Steele and Ricky Steamboat, that when he goes into the the Mega Powers and he gets the guitar smashed over his head, I really just didn't see that coming. To me, that was like one of those, wow, I can't believe they really did that kind of moments. 
give you that one. Yeah, but so he was, let me see if I remember. He was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He was. Um, then went good for a year. Yeah, did the Mega right, Powers. Right, then about how long the Mega Powers played out. Well, yeah, they had to get from four to five, so yeah, they gave it 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan's like, I need a new one, brother. Got a little jelly jelly. Yeah, you got jelly jelly. Okay, okay, I guess that's a good one. Well, I got another heel one. Go for it. Andre the Giant on Hulk Hogan. Mm. Yeah, where he strips the, the, the chain off of Hogan's chest and claws his way down his chest while doing so. That was pretty nasty. I will fight you for the WWF championship. <laughs> That's so weird. I was just just talk, just looking at that on uh, YouTube where he's like, all you had to do was ask. I'd have given it to you. Really? I mean, how many people can say that in the back? Hey, Hogan. No. Right, right. I think Andre. How many people did Hogan talk to in the back? You know. So, I think it'd been it'd been fun to see the big guy get a get a legit run. You imagine he'd been like, Hogan, huh. bam, <laughs> sit down. Hmm. A heel turn that I didn't see coming. Um, no, back up. Face turn that I didn't see coming. Kurt Hennig, when he gets uh, split from Flair and Bobby Heenan and teams with the, the Macho Man at Survivor Series 92. Did not see that coming at all. Hmm. And I, I could see we, that. You remember watching Primetime Wrestling back then, and they aired it in different segment pieces, like a match would play, then they'd come back. And Savage had, at the start of the show, he had made the offer to Mr. Perfect. And Mr. Perfect's laughing, and Bobby Heenan's laughing, and then as they continue to go on, like, Heenan just keeps making these little jabs and keeps needling Hennig a little bit, how he needs to stay retired and how it's a family that, you know, Blair's the champ and Perfect should stay in the background kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, one of the heel the, the heel gone face turns I didn't see it was the first time Flair came out and saved Sting. I mean, was, I'll say it. That was. But I don't. Go ahead, Brian. Well, I was going to say I don't know if you could really classify that, considering they then turned on him shortly thereafter. Well, it was it was Flair and Funk. You're talking about the time he joined time. the Horseman, right? No, when Flair dumped the Horseman to save him, and then it turned out it was all a ruse, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the time I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would have thought about that one. To me, that's just devious Horseman tricks. Well, I also feel like. It's a good question because it's harder, I think, to think about the heels gone face because it's more memorable when the face go heels. What? A good example of when it was interesting timing but ultimately worked out for a, for a character's good 
is when The Undertaker turned good right after the Macho Man's wedding to Elizabeth and began his feud with Jake Roberts. Conversely, you could also say an, an interesting heel turn that really shocked, at least shocked me, was when Jake Roberts turned heel on The Ultimate Warrior and the warrior got bit by the snake in the uh, snake pit. That's thus, of course, creating the trust me uh, catchphrase that Jake Roberts started to use. Well, I will say I, I learned from that documentary that he was also scared of snakes when he first started the gimmick. I'd have been, I don't know that I could pull something like that off. If I'm terrified of snakes, why would I want to carry one? Like, did, did he just get... We're going to get a call from HR on this one, but did he just get coked up one day and just decide, ah, let's do it. Let's do a snake hair. That'd be great. Vince would have done it. <laughs> Vince told him, yeah. you want to you make TV? Carry a snake. All right. All right, brother, I'm carrying snakes. <laughs> yeah. I thought he said steaks. <laughs> <laughs> Jake the Steak Roberts. Oh, damn, now it makes so much better sense. I got it now. <laughs> <laughs> What was what was one healer face turn that let you down completely? That you were just Shawn Michaels beating up Marty Jannetty. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian with the with the with the fell, fell kick to the ass. Well, then I had to endure what ten years of goddamn Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I mean, you know, you should have you should have been rooting for Marty. You should have been a part of the Marty party. <laughs> I could have done without Shawn Michaels. Shield version two. <laughs> Wait, who? Shield version two. Oh, Shield's version two. Yeah, that didn't work quite as well, did it? No, because that by that point we're all looking, going, huh, who, who sees this coming? Everybody. Well, plus as a good guy group, they really couldn't do much. The whole point, the whole reason that they were so uh, popular at the time was because they were doing things that nobody else had did, supposedly. And at the time that when they come back, I mean, we'd already seen everything they could do, so what was there to see? I remember being one of the proponents of saying, yeah, they, they shouldn't have split them up, it was too soon, but then when you really look at it, no, it was the right time because you really look at it, there, there was nothing else for them to do. Unless no. they had created six-man tag titles. Yeah, but even six-man tag titles, I mean, I think it had clearly run its course. Mm -hmm. And then they forced them, or forced us to endure the agony. <laughs> kind of like when they bring DX back together. You know, the first couple of times they reformed DX, it's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then when you get to Triple H and Shawn Michaels at Saudi Arabia, you're kind of like, huh, this again? Right. Oh, yay, look. Here we go. No, Shawn, I'm standing right in front of you. <laughs> Why are you tagging the ref? I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> 
I should stop. We're going to want to get in trouble. Shawn Michaels has, re has just super kicked the ring post. I don't know what's happening out here, folks, but it's getting violent in weird ways. But uh, the other problem with the Shield, though, right, is once you get rid of opponents, mm -hmm. they're, they're useless no matter who's in it. And I think that's what ultimately got to the point that they didn't have opponents to go against. And then when you reformed them, they had even less opponents to go against. That's my problem. Anytime they forced, like, anytime they tag people that aren't tag teams together, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm like, eventually, like, I'm sorry, RK Bro is stupid. No, you take that back. They're a fun tag team. I mean, anything Randy Orton's involved with, I think, is horrible. But um, and, nor and normally, dude, I'm 100% in that camp, but I like RK-Bro. They entertain me. You would. Well, see, I can't, stand I can't stand Randy Orton, and I can't stand Matt Riddle, so. Ah, okay, okay. Well, I get it, I get it. You're it's, not a fan it's of RK-No for me, man. <laughs> wow. Rob says RK-No. Brian, do you feel the same way? What? About RK Bro. What federation is that in? <clears throat> I know this isn't your favorite word, so I'll say it slow. WWE. And are they on pay per views? Sometimes. Sometimes, by God. Sometimes. <laughs> were they on the last pay per view? I don't remember seeing them there. They actually were, but <laughs> you know what the sad thing is? I think they were on the pre show. <laughs> No, I, I'm pretty sure I watched the pre-show. I don't think they were on the pre-show either. Did they take on the Usos? I, I oh, they no. The they, Usos. Mu they must have been on the pre-pre-show then. <laughs> they're the pre-show stoppers. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, if they're not on a pay-per-view, then chances are I could give. <laughs> you know. So you didn't see. Got it. Got it. All right. Fine. Yeah, fine. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm yet to see them in action on a roll. I'm thinking he was going to say rat and an anatomy part. <laughs> well, uh, I was going to, but Randy can hit the RKO out of nowhere. And I'm not feeling safe in my house right now. <laughs> well, you do have already microphones in there. It <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if you've got cameras. <laughs> Randy's going to pop up or... from the other side of the counter. <laughs> Bam! Bam. Okay, oh. <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> hey, Brian, you got an Amazon package outside? Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Your wife takes the dogs out for a walk. She comes in and goes, hey, Brian, there's something on the porch. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> My luck, it'll be like uh, when Arn Anderson showed up in Smoky Mountain. He'll just be standing there in a with a sheet over top of it. <laughs> It'll be a black sheet, so he'll blend in with the shadows. You won't even know it. He'll just take it off. Like, oh, I'll go to take it off. Ah! Oh, it's the gobbledygooker. It's oh, no. Randy Orton. <laughs> Shall we talk about one of the biggest disappointments in wrestling? I mean, <laughs> outside of uh, Sid Justice, I don't know. The gobbledygooker, too? Yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of disappointments, right? So I'm right this, here, I know. This guy is <laughs> just like, this guy is just like, like rewriting the narrative or something. Um, 
Let's talk about Eric Bischoff for a second, right? And how right. Bischoff just recently made the comment about AEW. And what exactly did he say about some comedic champion or something? Oh, I have to go back and try to find it. But anyway, he alluded to the fact that when he was running WCW, they were all about wrestling and there were no shenanigans and there was nobody that was a champion that, by God, should have never been a champion. David Arquette. Thank you. Elijah uh, <laughs> Asia. Um, Hulk Hogan. No disrespect to her, but Medusa. Daphne. Goldberg. Oh, ah, come on, Goldberg at the time. You know, he was, he was yeah, over he was like cool. Rover. He was cool, yeah. Even if you didn't like but Goldberg, I, you knew that Goldberg was the man at that time. Yeah, I, I mean, but don't you don't you just get tired of talking shit about the current companies? Well, I, and, I think well, back just... in my day, when you know for for fifty two weeks or eighty four weeks or whatever it is, eighty three weeks. Got to give Conrad his props. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was on top of the world. By God, yeah. Yeah, you took a company that had been around for 70-some years, and you literally drove it into the ground. So congratulations, Eric. Yeah, you burned through. You're, let's not, you're, let's you're not forget, you burned through millions of dollars. Burned. Like, you set gasoline in front of the cash and just threw the match. You gave, you gave wrestlers I, creative control in a time where no one needed to have that. That always floors me. Like, okay, so... You want the right to refuse to do angles like that are ridiculous, like a nude scene or something. That I kind of get. But to decide on who wins and loses matches, why would you ever, in your entire promotion, give someone that say? Well, and, and let's not forget, so, you know, we brought up David Arquette, right? Yep. Let's yep. not forget the one finger <clears throat> pushover, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who is probably the greatest match Hogan has ever had. Right, the one finger pushover. Mm-hmm. Right, because I mean he was awesome that night. Right, right. But you can't sit there and criticize a company for doing things that their fans love when you did some of the boneheadedest stuff that's ever been done. You let Benoit, Malenko, Eddie, Jericho. Uh, you know the list Raven. goes on. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge list, and, and the thing that. that gets me, and, and I respect Eric Bischoff a whole lot. I really do. But when you look at what he said, especially about Tony Khan, like when he told Tony Khan, and we talked about it before, when he tells Tony Khan to shut up and wrestle. Here's the thing about that. If you look at a 2000-2001 edition of Nitro, when Bischoff apparently was ready to take it over and buy it, 90% of the time... When we had big money matches like title matches, there were shenanigans involved in referee balls. In at least three or four run-ins. And, Rob, you remember the days where we would keep count of all the low blows. There's a guy. Well, he's saying. Yeah, go ahead. He's telling him, shut up and wrestle. And, I mean, we're talking. This is coming from a guy who put himself in how many storylines? Zabisco. Challenging Vince McMahon. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. The NWO. Yep, new NWO, the New Blood versus the Millionaires Club. 
It's bad you had a faction called the Millionaires Club because uh, you took Ted Turner's money and made them all millionaires. Mm-hmm. And then lied about the profit. We can't forget that. Had it not been for Bischoff and some creative bookkeeping and accounting, and I'm sure that because I know that Bischoff does listen to podcasts and I know that that he does hear these kinds of commentaries. So I'll, I'll say this: you know, as much as I respect Eric Bischoff for everything he did for the industry. There's a whole lot of, like you said, Brian, creative and selective revision of history that happens anytime he gets on his show. And I get it. It's entertainment. He's trying to keep people listening. You know, but you really got to be careful. You know who he reminds me of? Who's that? You know who he reminds me of? Who? Vince Russo. Oh, my God. That's another guy who consistently tries to rewrite history. That's who he is. Like remind. That's who he reminds me of, especially after the latest stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, for I put on the greatest show ever. We didn't. We didn't do any of this stuff. Are you absolutely shitting me? Because the current crop of pro wrestling fans don't know their history. I got it. You're blowing smoke up their ass. But there's a whole lot of us that do know our history. And remember, David Arquette. And remember some of the other shenanigans that took place, right? I bet you I'll lay money if Jericho had Ralphus today in AEW, even having him in WCW, Bischoff would come out and say how stupid it is. Right, right. Why would you come out there and do something that's supposed to be funny? Shut up and wrestle. Eric Bischoff also quoted earlier, uh, later last week, uh, by saying he he would kill for an opportunity to reopen WCW and show Tony Khan what real competition looks like. So twofold. So now you're insulting the WWE because you're saying they're not competition. And then you think somebody's going to come work for you? Here's the thing. With, yeah, with maybe. Bischoff's last attempt, maybe not. when Bischoff last attempted competition in 2010, he and Hogan were in impact. We all know how miserably that failed. That Monday Night War lasted four weeks. Did they actually? I don't remember that. Did they actually go head to head? They did. They went live uh, with Impact against uh, Raw. I said four weeks. I think it was actually two to three months. Wow. I don't remember that. (laughs) That Yeah, there you go. That was the masterful brainchild of saying, hey, let's take one of the most popular performers in the industry at the time in in Jeff Hardy and turn him bad. We were talking earlier about heel turns that were just major disappointments. Jeff Hardy's heel turn plus happening at a time in Jeff Hardy's life where we probably didn't need the booze. Just saying. Now, granted, I'm not saying it's Bischoff's fault that Jeff Hardy had substance issues that he had. Would never say that, but I am saying that it was poor timing. Well, I mean, these people seem to forget that it's not one person that makes this group, right? Mm-hmm. That that does the booking committee, right? I'm sure he had help along the way, but again, at the end of the day, you're on top of the world. You had an opportunity to destroy Vince McMahon. Because, right? I mean, there are people that have come out and said, yeah, Vince, yeah, he was getting close. He was going to pull the plug. Mm-hmm. He knew he'd been beat. 
And then you pulled the biggest shenanigan of them all. And guess what happened? He punched you right in the mouth. Oh, on the other channel, Mick Foley's going to win the world title. Or Mankind or Cactus Jack, whatever it was, right? Oh, man, I, we don't, we don't, we don't do stupid stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, how'd that one turn out for you? In one night, you lost the war that you'd been winning for 83 weeks. Oh, also, in, in, in during that time where, where Bischoff's uh, genius was at play, turning Goldberg heel. That was a horrible move. Again, one of your most popular performers, period. Like, in the industry, not just in WCW, in Bill Goldberg, which turned him heel because shock value, brother. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I think that was probably one of your, your bigger mistakes was to have him lose to begin with. True. You should have ixnated it and been like, that's not happening. As big of a Kevin Nash as I've always been, I would say that that was a huge mistake. Having him beat sure. Goldberg at Starcade should have never happened. Yeah, because you could have had him go on and beat everybody for another year. Mm-hmm. And you still and then have Hogan had... beat him or right, Brett right. beat him mm-hmm. at the next Starcade. Which would have been even bigger. Or hell, even Kevin Nash could have come back to beat him the following year. Yeah. And it would have mattered more. Very good point. Rob, you have any additional thoughts to throw into this? I know we're going back and forth, me and Brian here, so we'll make sure we're. No, I know you're right. I mean, I think, I mean, the thing about Eric Bischoff is he's playing to whatever. He's trying to keep his name out there, mm-hmm. saying the same crap all these other people say. You know, the, the like, oh well, if I had one more go, I Hogan and I could go again. You know, like, <laughs> or Ric Flair throwing out that, oh, I want to match with Orange Cassidy. You know, like, you know, because I guarantee you, if they do another all in or all out and they have the whole day before thing with the podcast and everything like that, Mm -hmm. he'd be kissing their ass again. Oh, it's only a matter of time before Flair, you know, does a guest spot on AEW. I know he'll get that role. I don't know that he'll get a full time contract. Because I don't think Tony Khan wants that kind of problem. And I hate to say that about a guy like Ric Flair, but here's a guy that, that unfortunately carries a little bit of baggage with him wherever he goes. This is what it is. Um, at the same point, I mean, you also hear conversations about from guys that maybe whose uh, <clears throat> time has passed them by or perhaps never came. How about this one? CM Punk and MJF this past uh, past week on Dynamite, delivering one of the best, one of the best back-and-forth promos, battles, I guess, um, I've seen in a long, long time. Well, apparently it didn't impress everybody. It, it obviously didn't impress Disco Inferno, who says that Punk's run in AEW has been a waste and that he found this promo to be boring and ineffective. Well, it's a good thing I don't remember asking his opinion. Rob's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anytime you get a piggyback on somebody else's podcast like Disco does to Conan, and, and I mean that because that's what I think he does. 
I feel like he is riding the coattails of others much like he did during his run when he was on television. Hey, can I be part of the NWO? Just let me get, let me do a gimmick where, where I'm trying to get in all the time. Okay, cool. It didn't work for Stevie Ray. Why is it going to work for you? But sure, let's try it. But apparently he's an authority as to, uh, well, he considers himself an authority as to what's entertaining. I found that the, the battle between Punk and MJF on the mic this past week was, that was not necessarily anything brand new, but it was a great way of getting everyone involved and bought in for their eventual clash, which will either be at uh, Winter is Coming or at Revolution. I agree. I don't think it'll be Winter's Coming. I think they're going to make you pay for that one. I think that's the smart money because I think you've got enough oomph behind it where you can make people wait. <clears throat> Maybe do a tag match between MJF and Wardlow against Punk and a partner of his choosing. Maybe Punk and Darby. Um, you know, maybe do a a run in where Punk maybe gets a TNT title shot. You know, there's a lot of different things you can do to stretch this as long as you need to. I, you know, honestly though, I don't. I wouldn't put him in the ring until the pay per view, or whenever they're, you know, whenever they're scheduled to meet. Mm -hmm. no, no tag matches or nothing. I would just have them keep verbally abusing each other. I'm curious as to what what they're gonna do with this next one. Like, how do you follow up? Because this one, I mean, this one opens the door, right? This is the the opening the, the opening salvo, right? So what what do you do now? And and that comes to the creative minds of both MJF and, and CM Punk. Because to me, I could not have fathomed standing across the ring from either guy and being able to go toe to toe on the mic. But that's just me. I, I don't know. I mean, how do these guys think that much on their feet? Do they even? And I'm just thinking out loud here. Do they, like, rehearse this with one another? Like, sit down and go, okay, so I'm going to say this, and then you should say this? Or do they just say, you know what? Let's just do it in the ring, and we'll see how it flows. Well, I think they have talking points. You know? I think they say, all right, here's some things we want to say. Because you got to think, some of the th some of the jabs that they do from time to time, mm -hmm. obviously, can't be... Yes, they're cool and they catch us all off guard, but you know that those guys have to be able to, you know, hey, I'm going to bring this up. Is that cool? You know? Right, right. Like, obviously, he's probably going to tell him, hey, don't bring AJ into the, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Or he tells them to do it. Yeah. Oh, you really want to pop the crowd? Call me a cheap Miz. Right, right. You know, I mean, who who knows who came up with what points, but Rob's right. I'm sure there's talking points. And I'm sure the insults, they have to know it's coming. Or else you're probably going to piss somebody off. And you'll look like Roman Reigns versus John Cena. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, thank, what? Thankfully, uh, we've got two what? very skilled people on the microphone, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> It's called a promo, kid. You're going to have to learn how to do it eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, John, uh, you're ugly and you mommy stinks. 
<laughs> your mom's a bitch, John. Your mom's a bitch. You got to be able to say it with that angst like Vince wants. You're a bastard. You, you, your mama. Yeah. I'm the one. Acknowledge me, please. Acknowledge me. <laughs> I, I will special. say the build that I'm loving so far. Oh, God. Damian Priest about broke his own neck there. Hope he's okay. Um, the build I'm loving so far at AEW between Punk and MJF and the other one that has really, really got my eye is Brian Danielson and Adam Page. Brian Danielson is a damn genius. His match with Colt Cabana, I mean, taking that happenstance where he kicks the tooth out of Colt's mouth and then using it in the promo where it's literally in his hand and he's saying, I just, you know, yeah, I said I kicked his head off, but then I actually kicked his teeth out too. Like, just doing that. And, and the, he goes back, he kind of gives a – a nod back to when he called the fans fickle before and he brings that back. And then he says, I am not fickle. It just part of you really wants to get behind Danielson because it's just, God damn, is it cool to see the American dragon back? Like it is just awesome to see wrestling right now between Danielson and page. So was that like a whole tooth? Cause I know they show it. I mean, it, it looked like it, it was did. a whole ass tooth, like root and all. Yeah. Yeah, but to me, I I couldn't tell because it was kind of like, is that gum? Or is that a tooth? If it's it gum, we all got plates like for suckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did pick it up, though. Yeah, yeah. So he did hold it in his hand. So good for him for, you know, getting it back to Colt. <laughs> put this on some ice, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put it in some milk. You'll be okay. <laughs> And let me just say, though, they do have a dentist on, on staff, probably. So, I, maybe I she got to it in time. <laughs> She's out of network. <laughs> <laughs> Emergency surgery, here it comes. Wouldn't that be funny if she turned out to be like AEW's resident dentist or something? <laughs> that would be great. That's how, that's how you keep business booming. <laughs> Brian, have you been able to find any heel turn or face turn that would No, I'm still work? looking. I'm still looking. You got to be looking. kidding me. No, I'm looking. Y'all pick good ones. And now I got to find the other ones. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Rob called him on it. He's like, no, no, I don't buy it. No, no, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm looking right now. He's working hard. Uh, Wrestlepedia or whatever, whatever that site is that you looked up. Not cagematch.net, cage, no. Yeah, no. cagematch.net, yeah. I'm looking at cagematch.net cage right now. I'm having a hard time finding heel turns, though. So I got to keep looking on Wikipedia or something. buy an shirt, it'll show up. <laughs> oh. That's funny stuff. I'm still looking, though, I swear. I'm looking. I'm looking right now. Sure you are. Sure I, you are. So what else you got for games. What else do I got for you? Oh, I do know this. Or, okay. or I did see this. The new 
trading cards from AEW are supposed to hit December 8th. Ooh. So it looks like they were bumped back. That is coming out from Tops, correct? No, that's Upper Deck. Upper Deck, my bad, my bad. That's right, Tops just lost their license for WWE cards. That's yes. Aha! Aha! I see. And I forget who picked it up. Fleer? No. Is Fleer still in business? I don't know. Somebody got it. I know it's not Upper Deck, but somebody else got it. I'm just trying to think of big card companies. <laughs> Is that who got it? No. I, I don't know. I don't even know if they're still a company. <laughs> I think most of them are owned by the same people. Possible. Because cards all went from being worth something to being being worth jick. Well, I mean, I think a lot of it had to do with the crash of the economy years ago. Um, Because I can remember when football cards that I had were worth quite a bit. And luckily, I got rid of them as the market crashed, or the housing market, which then, of course, screwed everything else up. But I think now they're starting to come back. Based on COVID. So, hmm. well, I mean, so people, people uh, were buying, you know, sports cards and factory mm-hmm. boxes and all this other crap. And then they would turn around and flip it for a higher price on eBay or whatever. You know, so they were buying everything up. You ain't got nothing else to do when you're stuck in your house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So That's true. I wouldn't have bought them, but somebody apparently was. Because they even like Target and Walmart were like, no, we're not selling them because we know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you're making it too hard on us. We can't unload this crap. Yeah. We've been stuck with these cards for 20 years. <laughs> but yeah, December 8th. Very cool. Is the new street date. So will they be out of like Walmart and Target, you think, or are they going to be online only? That, I, I hope, because Target, I know Target does Upper Deck. I'm pretty sure Walmart does Upper Deck, too. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they'll be there. But I'm sure there'll be plenty of online stores you can get them from. I'll be there. Sports card shops. I mean, there shouldn't be hard to find. As long as they have made plenty of them. According to CardboardConnection.com, 2021 Upper Deck AEW cards. Um so they will be available online. They've already got some great preview images. I'll send this link to you in the chat here. Um, these look really nice. And let's see. I'm just trying to see if I can find any other info here. Ooh, nice little autograph from Sting. That would be cool to have. I think I've got one floating around still. What? Autograph from Sting? Yeah, remember when we went to... Uh, where did we go where we bought the different WWE cards and stuff that had autographs and stuff? Remember, I got a Sami Zayn and a few others. 
This was I don't remember this. I don't remember this either. May, may have been in Charlotte. No, it was not in Charlotte. It was in Dulles. When we went to Dulles Town Center and they had the uh, the Comic-Con or card collecting convention going on there. I still feel like you're bullshit. Yeah, I don't remember you buying that. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> I remember we went in only for a short amount of time because we had to actually – because we were doing a UCW show and we left there pretty quick. Well, No. No, yes. we were going to see something no, else. No, I thought we were going to pick Rob up from the airport or something. He picked me up from the airport, but That's we were on our was. way to see local wrestling. Yes. We were going to go see... Maybe it was... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, see? See? Trying to, trying to call bullshit. I ain't no bullshit. Damn bullshit, bullshit. Uh, from UpperDeck.com, they don't really specify, but of course, this is their post is back in July. So, well, yeah. So, uh, because they were supposed to be out in November, first part mm-hmm. of November. Yeah, I remember you sending something to us about that, like a yeah. news post or something. Yeah, and so I don't know if you know, like the shipping woes have pushed it back, but the latest one I I read uh, today, I found a place that was selling them, mm-hmm. and it says in there that. They're not even legally allowed to be sold in the states until December eighth. So I'm assuming it's the street date, and if somebody sold them, you know, if they get caught, they get in trouble. But if they don't get caught, or if you're Walmart and sell stuff before the street date, you know, nobody cares. Walmart does that all the time with with Madden and other video games. Like, they're supposed to come out on a Tuesday, and they'll have it Sunday or Monday and put it on the shelf and sell it out before it's even supposed to go live. Yeah. yeah. Well, they recently did it with some action figures. <laughs> like, they literally put them on their website mm-hmm. using a code name. And people that were smart enough and bought them under the code name already have them. Oh, wow. And yet these figures haven't even been advertised yet. <laughs> so Walmart just like, I don't care. But they used to do that with movies and games all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, can I buy this? I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially if you go at the right time. You get you catch somebody, you know, running the late shift. I don't give a shit. All the yeah. Oh, wait a second. This has got a street date. Oh, come on. Let me yeah. have it. Okay, I've literally never been told that. <laughs> I've seen uh, Target, I've seen post on I'm, Facebook where people tell people that. I remember back in video days like that. Oh, yeah. That was nothing. It'd be out two days early or something. Mm-hmm. And you get some old woman. Best is when people buy it early, and then they'd bring it over to Blockbuster and be like, hey, I don't like this movie. <laughs> well, it ain't out yet, so. <laughs> no, you didn't buy it from here. Hey, speaking of movies, Spider-Man No Way Home tickets went on sale today. $45,000. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, look, I want to see Spider-Man. I do. I really do. I want to see Ghostbusters. I'm not paying that kind of money for it. That's not me, by the way. Oh, I know who it is. Are you enjoying no, yeah, it? But are I'm, you opening? <laughs> I'm not opening nothing. I'm looking at something that came out of a MRE. Ew. What do you mean, ooh? An MRE? Yeah. So you... you... You don't like what the government feeds their troops? 
No, I don't think the troops should either. I think the troops deserve better food. Have you tried an MRE? Yes. Have you tried an MRE? Jesus, I grew up in a Marine Corps family. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we're not talking. We're not talking about those kind of MREs. We're talking about new kind of MREs. Have you tried one lately? Lately, no, no, not since I was about thirteen. Yeah, they've made not since great I bought food. <laughs> right, yeah, not since I discovered strides. real food. <laughs> we used to work with a guy that used to eat them all the time. If I could get my hands on hey, boxes, I would eat them. <laughs> these ones now are really good. Oh, yeah? What flavor do you yeah. have there? Uh, well, I don't have them now. This is just uh, like the salt pack and napkins or whatever. I got two from the uh, – well, no, I guess – I don't know if legally I can say where I got them from. <laughs> oh, oh, so you may have procured said <laughs> yes. items on a less than favorable basis. Is that right? No, 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 no. I, let's just say I procured two. And uh, me and my daughter ate them. What did you do, raid somebody's For doomsday dinner. shelter or something? <laughs> no, they were given to me. Oh, in exchange for what? Nothing. That's how it mm-hmm. works. Ain't nothing. Pulled if, you had, if you had, if you had, if you had, you had some decent friends, Stan, they would, they would just exchange stuff. They would be like, "Here, Stan, take this." But if you I have keywords. Being had, if I had decent friends, <laughs> yeah, you have unscrupulous <laughs> friends. That, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> that MREs you're this, not supposed to have. I'm going to give you this. <laughs> That's just nasty. You have well, they're actually really good. You have unscrupulous friends who have MREs he's not supposed to have. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not supposed to have them. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not going to write the guy out that gets them for me. Procured hey, in a less than favorable <laughs> <Procured>. fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Brian Taylor with Procurement for Corner to Corner. <laughs> hey, Joe. Where's my but you should try them. They're, they're good. Some of these are really good. Some of them I wouldn't touch, but some of them are really good. So for any you're not really selling me on it, buddy. <laughs> what, 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 do I have one to give you? No, but if I get Wait one to give you, <laughs> you can eat it. Thanks, buddy. See that there? That's that's. Funny. And try it. I'd but give you, you one I mean, if I had it. You can't. You can't like say, "Well, they suck" when you haven't eaten one in fifty years. Hey, hey, or, hey, hey, hey! It's definitely not fifty years. <laughs> It's, it's, come, it's, it's about 30-something, but that's not the point. <laughs> they've come a long way. I sure hope to God they have. <laughs> Damn sandpaper and, hey, here's some, uh, here's some, here's some crackers, quote-unquote. Yeah, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them when I get them. Hey, you know, there's no accounting for taste, buddy. If you like them, you like them. Good for you. <laughs> there's people out there like spam, so... Fried Spam. I'm actually one of those people. I like Fried Spam. <laughs> well, see, there you go. Different strokes for different folks, I guess. Yeah. What can you do? Your processed meat is probably the same as my processed meat. It's just I get a cool little fun pack <laughs> involved in one. Well, with my- all types of goodies. Brian, mine I can buy at the store. Yours you have to procure. <laughs> well, I mean, if I could just walk into a PX, I'm sure I could get them 
And now that you all are talking about your procured meat. <laughs> Ew. You make it sound so you make it sound so dirty. <laughs> this is a wrestling show, people. So a question came across Facebook the other day and I thought I would ask you guys this. This was an interesting one. I don't know how much how much mileage we'll get out of it. It might be a quick one. But the question was asked. You've heard that before. <laughs> right. For for those that are that are working their way up through the ranks, trying to get booked on indie shows, should they be ex- should they be able to help with setting up and tearing down the ring in exchange for a spot on the card? I thought that was the written rule. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, some people well, maybe at one time with the host being time. booked, you know. Maybe at one time. Well, let's let's do this. We'll go we'll go back and forth with it. Let's let's start with Brian since we started with Rob on the uh, initial topic. Brian, you said at one point in time that was kind of what the expectation was. Elaborate. Well, you no, I, I mean I, I I don't know that for a fact, but I would imagine because mm-hmm. just hearing things that I've heard. Okay. And knowing what I've done, what I did back, right? You know. Well, when uh, you broke in and you were paying your dues, you were helping out every time. Yeah. So. But I know, you know, again, there were a lot that didn't, but mm-hmm. you know, that probably should have. But I, I mean, I don't. I, again, I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's the unwritten rule anymore. But I think it probably goes a long way to show what you're about as a as a performer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of shows you, you know, that that you're part of a team. You want to be a team player. Um, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. You're not too proud. You know, you're willing to pitch yeah. in and do whatever's needed to help the company. Agreed. Yeah. Rob, what do you think? I mean, I think that if you want to earn a spot on the company or if you want to be a part of a company, you have to show the company you're there. Mm-hmm. And more times than not, I've seen that wrestlers come in, you know, and then they they do their thing, and then they get all, you know, and then the other guys who are left to clean up everything get pissed that they're like you know these people should do their part and you know I kind of feel like it's not being done to a degree does that make sense Mm -hmm. that some people are there to get the check and as soon as the check's done they're gone others will sit there and you know now I know some cities you go to you're not allowed to touch the ring you know you got a union building, right? Well, it was it was kind of that way, and um, where the hell was it? Down in Southern Virginia, Tazel? over near, yeah, over near uh, what Tennessee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the fair or whatever had their own people. So. You know, you just kind of show them how to set it up, make sure it gets set up, but you're not really doing the heavy lifting. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like it shows the promoters that you're willing to do everything. You're not just there to be the main guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. That you're willing to be whatever spot they need, you know? Well, I, you know, I think the other thing, too, that, that even, like, even if it's not required, you should do it. Mm-hmm. Especially if there are other, uh, you know, other, the boys that are doing right. it. Or ladies that are doing it, you know. It, you know, if you're, if it's like a new Fed that is your first night or whatever, it's going to give you a chance to, to get to know these people. You know, it's going to give you, it might give you a chance to make connections with certain people, and it might, you know, play out in your favor somewhere down the line as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, let's say, like somebody comes down from New York, New Jersey, right? And he's helping set up the ring and you're a new guy. You come over and you start talking and, oh yeah, well, I'm from North Carolina. It's my first time in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, next thing you know, six months down the road, he's got your number. He calls you up, says, Hey, come up to New York. This guy's decent. Yeah. Right. And if you never took that opportunity to set that ring up, you may not have ever, you know, gotten that conversation. And I think that that speaks volumes for learning. Um, I mean, gosh, in the short amount of time that that we were starting with UCW, you know, those first few months, think about all the conversations we had, not just with, you know, Mr. DeVore, but, but the talent that came in. We learned about where they trained. We learned about, you know, some of the different things that they did or maybe some ideas that they had. And it was a great way to also enhance the creative process. To kind of get that insight in that, like you said, Brian and, and Rob, uh, that camaraderie that kind of gets everybody working together. And I, I feel like that's a huge part. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, think about it. There weren't too many shows where a lot of them didn't help out. Right. You know, they would they would come in. Some of them would walk in the door and they'd be in a suit and a tie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as you're starting the procedure. And by the time you got it up. You know, they're they're in there helping move the boards and get every, you know, put the ring ropes on and, you know, stuff like that. Plus, the other thing is that's their, uh, you know, place of work for the night. Mm-hmm. You may want to make sure it gets done right. <laughs> you know, you may want to because I know there were a couple times, you know, hey, let me let me hit these ropes. Oh, they're a little too loose. Right. You know. Oh, you know, tighten them up a little bit more, loosen them up just a hair or whatever. And, you know, so he, you know, the ropes are getting adjusted for what you need to do Mm -hmm. instead of taking the, you know, just, well, I think they know what they're doing. Well, that, and if, if there was a board that wasn't flush, that wasn't properly Mm -hmm. aligned with the, with the uh, ring post, they would know that right away and you'd be able to adjust those are the kinds of things that if you're not <clears throat> not helping with that, that you're not going to know. And, you know, you could be, God forbid this ever happened because we've, we've been very fortunate to avoid those kinds of issues. But, you know, you could be that one that, that didn't know about it because you weren't there. You weren't helping. Mm. Now, I will say this. I would say that while it is a tremendous opportunity for the promotion and those working with you in the promotion to gain some familiarity with you and some trust. 
it shouldn't be a requirement without if you're being paid to come in there and to work on a card you know to work a match unless it's agreed upon at the beginning i i don't know that i would say hey this person should be frowned upon you know because they didn't help or they didn't tear down at the same time i would say it definitely helps with the with the team it definitely helps with the attitude of you know everybody working together but i don't know that i would try to utilize a hey i helped set up the ring i should get a match tonight oh yeah but uh, i mean i guess i can see that idea mm-hmm. but however you know if the guys like you know everything i guess looks legit on paper mm-hmm. right and the guy sidles up to somebody and you know they're talking or they they've met in the past well now maybe this guy can help get them in or maybe the guys you know the the promoter says sure let them help or whatever and then he he actually watches them and they, you know the guy is helping maybe he does give them a match you know what's it what's it going to cost realistically for mm-hmm. some guys you know you get somebody help set up the ring and somebody that helps uh, or hopefully puts on a, a good match for your card mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure some people you know might reward you with a match mm-hmm Others may want to see you come back and do it a few times and they'll get you on the card when they didn't even know you to begin with. Right, right. As a way to kind of get a feel for how mad they really want this kind of thing. I mean, look at, look at, look at all the stories through history, right? What some of these guys did. Look at, uh, what Paul Heyman, Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Cornette, right? They weren't necessarily setting up a ring, but they were they were able to get backstage and you know talk to people get these people got to know them and mm-hmm. eventually they're like hey come sit in here oh hey what do you think and, and you know I, I'm sure there's plenty of stories of wrestlers that show up and hey can I help set up the ring sure and then they show up the next week hey can I come set up the ring. Sure. And three or four down the road, maybe they're like, hey, you want a match? You've helped me, and I'm going to help you. And then next thing you know, they're, you know, WWE superstars or AW superstars or Impact superstars. Well, Impact will probably just be stars. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Impact superstars. Impact wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, wrestlers, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. there are plenty of those stories. Yeah, that's how I got my start. I, I, you know, at 10 years old, I started setting up a ring or 16 years old. I was setting up a ring, 18 years old. I'm setting up a ring. You know, I paid, I paid a few dues. And then next thing you know, they're like, Hey, you got a match. Mm-hmm. But do I think it should be required? No. But does it hurt? No. For you. No, no, and I think that it's it's something that, yeah, absolutely it serves to help you go a long way because I feel like it is a big part of 
especially from what we've seen, it's a big part of where that trust comes from because you get a feel for someone's reliability. Yeah, they're going to be here. They're going to help set up. They're going to help tear down. They're not just here to get paid. This is somebody that truly has an investment in what they're doing. Not to say that this is a guy that only wants to be the champion or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm saying that this is a, a feel for an actual person's work ethic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't. I don't seem to recall too many people that didn't, you know, help carry a board or two or, mm -hmm. you know, help with the, the ring post being brought in. And I mean, most of them did help in some way, shape, fashion. Mm -hmm. So. Well, I'm pleasantly surprised. We got a lot more mileage out of that segment than I thought we would. <laughs> I thought it might be a faster one, but that's cool. You're welcome. Hey, you guys came through in clutch right there. Nice job. Nice job. Hey, Guinness Book of World Records recognizes Randy Orton and Natalia. This one just came through. Randy Orton has a world record for being on 177 pay-per-view matches. That record was previously held by Kane. Natalia previously... Uh, excuse me, Natalia has holding the record at 68 for the ladies, um, passing Trish Stratus. She actually set that record back in 2017. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of pay-per-views. Ryback could have been there, but he went home. <laughs> He's still waiting on that call, man. Still waiting on that call. So let's see, that's if, if you just had 12 pay-per-views a year, mm -hmm. uh, one, what, 144 would be 12, 12 and 12 is what, 144, right? 14.75 years. Yeah, and I mean, that would like be, of course, you know, he's had injuries, but that would be like no injuries, 14 some odd years mm -hmm. of, being, of being on a pay-per-view. Wow. Natalia, that's close to six years in a row. 5.66. That's a long time. That speaks volumes for the trust that a company has in a person, um, but also their ability to stay to stay active. I mean, Randy Orton, when you talk about injuries, Randy Orton's had some really, really scary yeah. injuries. His collarbone fracture that, that happened twice. Um, his shoulder injury, of course, that brought us to Randy News Network. <laughs> um, for those old school ones that's in the ruthless aggression era or new schoolers I suppose uh, let's see here he's had a broken wrist a broken hand I know that he's had multiple concussions I mean that's a lot to go through and didn't he also have a knee injury a few years ago possible yeah that just so. speaks volumes for the guy's workability though yeah. So now, but how how many how many years has he been in the WWE? Randy Orton has been with WWE since two thousand and one. If you count his developmental days, so twenty. And again, we're up to what? Would you say fourteen? Uh, fourteen point seven five. So almost fifteen years of being on pay per view with the company. 
Wow. That's crazy. It's interesting, too, about the females compared to what Randy Orton. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's not even half of what Randy Orton has. And she's got the record as of 2017, you said? Yeah, she said it in 2017. It was previously held by Trish Stratus. Second place to Natalia, the closest person to her currently, Charlotte Flair with 58. Yeah, so but what's her current count? Or what did she set the record at? Uh, Natalia set the record at... In 2017. Pulling it up right now. Because I guess the record changes each time she's on a pay-per-view. Or not. I would imagine it increases, right? Yeah. So... For however long she's still active. Um, so with this most recent Survivor Series, it's 68. So I would suppose <laughs> back in 2017, it was significantly late, less. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting, though. But good for them. Good for them. <laughs> well, <clears throat> let's see here. We've talked about heel and face surgery. Oh, Brian, have you found one yet? Nope. Mm-mm. No, it says not found one. Jeez. Mm-mm. Talked about heel or face turns. We talked about uh, AEW coming back to DC three years later. More than three years now, as we're past mm. October. Mm. October would have been two Three. years. Two. Yeah, you're right. 2019. You're right, there. You're right there. Yeah. Two years. I keep getting confused. <laughs> you right, though? You right, though. You right, you right, you right. <laughs> Come on, man. It's what other cool kids do. <laughs> Johnny no, Drip Drip. Yeah, that's right, John. <laughs> drip, Johnny Drip Drip. drip. Giant drip, drip, giant no check. Ooh. Oh, that's oh, not nice, that's man. cold. That's cold, that's nice. Rob. Damn. Considering his wife put out the thing about getting both of them getting fired right before Christmas, oh, that's not that's, that's not right, heartless. man. Hotless. Rob is cold blooded. <laughs> cold blooded. I mean, now somebody did tweet to uh, Fight TV. No, Fight TV tweeted out, hey, where do you think WWE will be in five years? So Taya Valkyrie tweets out, sold. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, there's no, doubt. there's no doubt. I mean, they just got rid of one of their high-ranking executives. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, last week? The CFO? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they're she not selling cut, it. She helped cut the cost for everybody, and then she didn't see that one coming. If if they're not selling it, I I have no clue what management is doing. I mean, how much smaller does the damn roster need to get before finally they just say, "Hey, uh, we're we're gonna level with you. <laughs> this is what we're doing." <laughs> I 
I mean, maybe Rob's Vince right. Vince is sitting on the beach. Yeah, right. Maybe it's maybe you're right, Rob. Maybe it's Roman versus Roman with Roman as the special guest referee. <laughs> <laughs> Holograms. See, remember, Stan, what I was telling you earlier mm-hmm. about the football, Washington? Yeah. Right. So I start watching it. Right. Washington punts the ball. Seattle punts the ball. Washington goes down to. You know, the, the goal line, what, five-yard line, whatever it was, mm-hmm. three and out, right? I cut it off, right? Nah. I'm watching updates, 9-9. Nine, nine. No more updates. I turn it on, 17-9, Washington's up. Yeah, Washington just goes three and out again. So, <laughs> turn it off. Turn I'm it off. it off. <laughs> I'm cutting it off. We got to win tonight, baby. <laughs> So there I am sitting sitting on my computer the other day at work, and I, I see this thing on YouTube. It's a, it's an NFL news update, and it's Cam Newton coming back to Carolina. I'm like, holy crap, no way. This is cool. Super excited. And they come out there, and, man, did they win a game. And I'm like, dude, we got a chance. We're 500. It could still happen. And then they played Washington, a game the that buzz I got ball. to watch from the beginning. And I was, like, right back to, like, all right, well, I guess we're just enjoying it from the sidelines again. Okay. And what happens this past weekend? Cam gets benched. <sighs> Welcome back to the bench where you kind of know where you're doing. It's just so – No, I mean, the, the bad part for Cam, right, is you can't really bring a guy off the street no. And then, like, throw him right into the mix. Yeah, expect him to have mastery of your playbook right. and everything. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. just unfair. Yeah, you're going to have growing pains. It's kind of like uh, Washington's quarterback, Heineke, right? He was mm-hmm. the second string or, or practice squad quarterback or whatever it was, you know, because we had Fitzpatrick. You mean Fitzpatrick? Yeah. And Magic then he goes Dom. out, and then you, <laughs> you got to, you know – Heineke's in the starting spot. Well, you got to give him a few weeks to get, you know, get in the groove. Now he looks like he's in the groove. There's hope for Cam. Don't give up. Man, you know, when when they won the game, when he came back, I was psyched because he's like, you know what? Last week I was sitting down eating cereal with my kids. And this he's week here I am. Bing bag Jerry Cheeto. <laughs> And it was just—it just spoke volumes because you know I've—I've I've talked about Cam Newton before and just how much of a—I'll say it—he was a prima donna in his last run with Carolina, and it, it cost him. What? Ultimately, cost him his job. Now he's—I'm not going to say he's 100% turned around, but the guy's changed. I mean, he's made some seriously positive steps. And so I thought, wow, okay, we got a—we got a good show. Much lower paid prima donna. <laughs> very true. I think he actually—he <laughs> until the end of this season, I think he's on veteran minimum. Oof, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. <laughs> ah, here's twenty million. Oh wait, you're on veteran million minimum. That's now four hundred thousand. Oh, I'm sure it's probably a little bit more than that. But even four hundred thousand, I'll take four hundred thousand for a year. I mean, I wouldn't complain about that either. I'm just saying. I would love four hundred thousand for a year. Hey, did you see uh, G four? comeback did you see any of their programming this weekend or this past week what's it on uh g4 it's on cable um i i watched attack of the show for the first time and i can't remember how long 
That was pretty cool wow. to see them all back on TV. They have, you got to give me a channel, though. Uh, what are you using nowadays? Verizon. Verizon. And but they still, I mean, just, you know, TBS, TNT. Oh, no, it's, an actual, it's an actual show or channel now. G4 is a channel. Yeah. They've gone back to being a channel. Because mm-hmm. that's what they were originally, right? When G4 yeah, yeah. channel. Yeah. On Verizon Fios, it's channel 804. All right, let's look that up real quick. So, of course, there's Attack of the Show. They've got X-Play. And the cool thing that I saw was, I want to say it's, it was either Invitation to Party or Party Invitation. And it's a D&D show that they film live where everybody's playing. You get to watch them play. I thought it was kind of cool. Holy cow. Let's see if it comes in. Come on, load in there. Oh, the circle disappeared. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that's womp, good or bad. Womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm getting it. Maybe you're not subscribed. Maybe one of those subscription channels or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting it. I'll have to check the TV, but... Unless it's not working right now, which I guess could be. All righty, 804. I'll check it out. It was working as of this morning because I was flicking channels around. I was getting ready for work. But I guess we'll see. Getting ready for work, of course, is walking out, grabbing a cup of coffee, and heading back to the office. (laughs) Got to be careful. I want to stress myself out. (laughs) Yeah, just make sure when you do a Zoom call, you don't you're not wearing shorts. Uh, it's always waist high, sir. Waist high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! Becky's got a stiff, stiff kick to the face. Just ask Liv Morgan; she just met a boot. <laughs> Ouch! I guess Liv will probably be one of the next ones to go. Yeah, and it's, it, it pains me to see that because here's somebody that's improved so much over the course of the past few years. Remember when she got called up and it was like, ah, okay, so she's going to be the person that just gets the crap beat out of them every time at the, at the riot squad. But she managed to come back around and, and really has turned the corner for the better. And now she's in a top-tier feud with Becky Lynch for the title, which is great. Um, but it's not going to end in her favor. No, no, it's not. The problem is, much like Roman, who do you have that could take the title for one? Well, I mean, the only person that, in my mind, would be the logical choice would be Asuka when she comes back from injury. And I don't even know when Asuka is scheduled to come back. I know she's got an arm injury. And she may not be back until maybe even the Royal Rumble. Wow. By the way, January has two pay-per-views for WWE. So much for we're cutting down the (laughs) pay-per-views. Well, they got day one, and then they got the Royal Rumble. (laughs) Hmm. Day, day, day one after one? the Rumble? 
Day one takes place on. <laughs> I was going to say. If it's first. not January one, <laughs> <laughs> they need to change it. <laughs> give me one second just to make sure I want to give you the right date. Day one is going to be on. <laughs> Come on, damn it. Literally, I just had this pulled up. January 1st, yes. It's going to be on a Wednesday. It's going to be on a Wednesday, which seems really odd to me. So it's kind of like their old Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Taboo like, Tuesday. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's no, on a Saturday. I was looking at the – I don't know how I got that screwed up. My bad, guys. So Saturday, I mean, that would January not be – for them to do it on Wednesday would not come as a shock. The first is actually on a Saturday, so I had that wrong. Sorry about that. That beats their last pay-per-view idea of every second Wednesday, every second Thursday. <laughs> God, that would have sucked, though. Like, to go head-to-head with a pay-per-view and the pay-per-view lose. That would be hilarious. That would be the point where we say, yep, yep, Disney's coming. <laughs> Disney's coming. No, yeah, but so the here's I think here's the bad part, right? So if they keep tanking this and they don't fix this, I mean, let's say Disney, they're like, ah, yeah, we'll buy it for twenty million, and then this keeps going, and Disney's like, uh, no, we're down to fifteen now. Oh man, every week the ratings goes down, they they yeah. do a little less. Ah, uh, hundred grand, here you go, Vince. <laughs> I mean, literally, uh, what are you gonna tell Disney now? Because then Disney will be like, well, screw it. Start buying the stocks. Or <laughs> hey, you haven't nobody, seen the mouse till you've seen him angry. Nobody sa- says no to the mouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we agreed on $20 million. Yeah, when your company was thriving. Say another word, $10 million. Or $10 million. Who else is going to buy it? Nobody. Let's see. What or is maybe WWE they'll sell it to stock some price right now? WWE stock price right now is at uh, $50.80. They're down $0.57 cents today or 1%. Oh. That's not bad, though. I guess that fluctuates quite a bit. Uh, that is up from previous year, 15% in revenue as of their last quarterly. Yeah, but it's budget cuts, pal. Got to let you go. Budget cuts, yep. Oh, yeah, we all know they're making money hand over fist. Jesus. This is the best uh, fiscal year we've ever had. And we're firing 200 people. Woo! (laughs) Vince smoking his cigars that he lit with his $100 bills. I I mean, (laughs) that's like the year that transportation department overpaid all their employees through the hurricanes and stuff and then they're like we need it back and then they reported they they turned like 100 million dollars back into the state Jeez. look we have this surplus well it's because you took it it's <laughs> great fun wow that's crazy though Absolutely crazy. I hope Disney blow uh, balls him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel That's like funny. I feel like what we're going to end up seeing here when it comes to 
you know, ultimately where AEW, not AEW, WWE falls is going to be because they get too caught up with trying to compete with outside influences. And they're, they're just ultimately going to be like, yeah, we're, we're done. <laughs> yep, we're done. You know, it's be like in the, what's that, Megamind, <laughs> where, where the, the hero's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. We're, we're, we're closed. I, I don't feel like they would, even if they get bought, I feel like they would just show the programming and from the past, and that would be it. It'd just be another streamed product, which is so weird to say because I can remember not even three months ago saying, ah, oh, they'll never be totally closed. I don't know. I mean, now I'm kind of like, no, they just don't seem like they really have a buy-in. They just don't seem like they really want to be there. Now, listen, you need to go spread the word to the masses and break the bobbleheadedness. Yeah, that ain't going to happen with me. And convert them. <laughs> I don't think I'll be breaking that up. What are you, you're already a disciple of AEW. Get out there and preach, boy. Oof, oof, oof. Don't, don't call me disciple. Of, of, uh, you are. You're making it dirty. You are. You're on the side of the con now. <laughs> the con! <laughs> <laughs> You're a TK disciple. Ah, we're going go fishing. preach. <laughs> Come on, Sonny, let's go fishing with TK. <laughs> hey, this week on uh, Dynamite, before we close out, we got Cody Rhodes against Andrade in a street fight. Ooh. Is this the week Cody finally turns? No. Nope. No, no, I think he'd have to be. He'd have to be like a tag match or something. He's not turning to a big stage. Yeah. He's not turning on. You know, yeah, plus it's a street fight. So, I mean, think about it. Okay, Sam, we're, me and you, uh, you're going to turn heel, but we're in a street fight. And we got to go at it for 15 minutes before Rob comes down and you turn on him. Well, we just beat the piss out of each other for 15 minutes. <laughs> It's not like I'm jumping into MS-13 or something. We're just tired. <laughs> now, who knows? Maybe there. Maybe maybe he doesn't do it. Maybe he's like John Cena and sticks to his guns. I will not turn. <laughs> <laughs> like being a bad guy is like the damn dark side. Suddenly he's a Sith. What the hell? You got some feedback. Yeah, I can hear it coming through. We're going to go ahead and close out anyway. It's that magic time. We we are back next week. It's more lead-in to the potential categories and maybe some nominees for our end-of-the-year awards. We'll be talking about, of course, the news of the week. Who knows? Might even have another promo battle between MJF and CM Punk. Catch up, <laughs> catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C on Twitter. R-D-H-E-W-P on the Instagram. Catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul C2C on Twitter. Catch up with me at Stan Grubb everywhere. Corner to Corner can be found at C2C Radio Show on Twitter and Corner to Corner Wrestling on Facebook. Check us out at C2CRadioShow.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch up with you next week. Have a great night, everybody. Remember, Brian says MRE stands for meals really enjoyable. <laughs> the password is MRE. Y'all should probably try them before y'all start bashing them. When you hear this sound, turn the page. Ding! <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.